Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Huddle. I am your co-host, Brady Shule. Joining me today is Matthew Wyman and our new full-time host, Patrick McCarthy. Welcome to another episode, boys. How's it going, boys? I better be started getting paid for this shit if I'm going to be full-time. We'll talk about that off-air. Yeah, we need some contract negotiations probably, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. We're making a killing off of this, so I need I need some skin in the game. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, another exciting week in the, in the show. Um, Vikings had the off week, so we don't need to talk about them. Although they did trade Yannick Nguake for pretty much the same thing that they traded him for or, or to get him. Um, and it's uh, who the pack? What? And it's rumored a few other vets want off the team. Like who? Supposedly, supposedly Harrison Smith unfollowed the Vikings on all social media platforms, but I don't know. I didn't really look into it. It was from a verified source. So interesting. I mean, if, if I don't think we're gonna trade Thielen, but if we do, I'm out. Yeah. Accepting accepting applications from any team. Mm-hmm. Well, the Nagak or the Yannick thing, I thought it was kind of like uh, they thought he was going to fill in for Daniel, kind of because they needed someone to fill in there, and they thought they're going to be a contending team. So that's I think that's why they made that trade, and it just didn't work out how they hoped it would work out. So I think he, he had a good season though, didn't he, Brady? He started slow. He started to slow and then started to be more effective. But I like the trade because he's going to be a free agent this um, coming yeah. year. We're not going to be able to pay him. So that's that's what I'm saying. They kind of thought they're going to need him to keep yeah. themselves in the race, and they it just hasn't kept him. I mean, not anything that he did wrong, but they've not stayed in the race very well with yeah. Daniel out. But the uh, Packers uh, beat the Titans this week, thirty-five twenty. Wow, I. Just reading it, and I just read it wrong. The Texans. They did not beat the Titans 35 to 20. That would have been really impressive. But Rodgers looked good. Devontae looked spectacular. And the defense looked better than I think they have all year. Um, Did you guys end up being able to watch the game or no? I did not watch any of the Packer game. I looked at the stat line, though. Rodgers had a big game, like you said. Devontae looked really good. and then Aaron Jones out for the game. I uh, thought the backfield held up pretty decently for the time that he was gone. Jamal Jamal played really well. Uh, your guy, Kamal, Kamal Merton from uh, University yeah, Kamal, of Minnesota Kamal, had a huge game. Kamal was the highest rated player on the defense this week. So that, that was, was – Hopefully he can that keep was, that up. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I thought you said he wasn't going to be that good. I never said that. I said, I don't know if he can be that good. He's impressed me so far. Makes sense. It was a really good debut for him. Um, I think the pass rush definitely needs to improve, especially from that Bucks game, and it did a little bit. But I don't think I've seen Preston Smith make a play this whole year, except for he did have a forced down stop this game, I believe. Besides that, haven't seen him do anything. Uh, but, yeah, they played without – Kevin King, Aaron Jones, uh, Alan Lazard, David Bakhtiari, and they easily handled this Texans team. So that was a good sign they bounced back from last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't think we should put too much stake in the game. Um, they had a good week. 
but that's also the one team that the Vikings have beaten this year. So Texans, Texans not looking good, but good win for the Packers. I think more the defense I liked what I saw because the Titans or geez, the Texans do have a good offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, whenever you have Deshaun Watson, you're going to be at least somewhat viable on offense. All right, let's move on to the power rankings. If you guys are ready, we'll see if you have anything else to talk about. I'll kick it off this week. Go right ahead, Brady. All right, coming at number ten, I got the Rams at five and two. Looked pretty dominant against the Bears last night. Uh, I really like this team. They got a good receiving core. Their defense is playing good, and I think Jared Goff is doing what they brought Jared Goff in to do. So I like the Rams at ten, and I. I'm glad I didn't have to put the Bears in the top 10 this week because I didn't want to last week. I said they need one more win, and they didn't get it this week, so I got the Rams there. Um, I got the Bills coming in at 10 here. Uh, really lackluster game they played. They beat the New York football Jets by eight points. They didn't score a touchdown the whole game, um, but they won the game, which is what matters in bottom line but they have not looked very good the last few weeks. Josh Allen came out of the gates flying, and he has cooled off the last three weeks. So we'll see how he can sustain that for the rest of the year, if he can bounce back to his form at the beginning or somewhere in the middle or how that's going to work out. Um, For my number 10, probably the first time they cracked this list in 20 years, I've got the Cleveland Browns coming in at a 5-2 and record. Barely beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati had a good game, though. Um, they're 5-2. and two. They win without Odell. <clears throat> they're a good team. They, I, I don't see them getting higher than 10, especially when they face uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. But for now, I like them in the 10 spot. Interesting. Um, I got the Bills coming in at 9. They keep dropping down my list. Um uh, Matt, you talked to him about them a little bit. Just not a very impressive victory over the Jets last week. Uh, and like you said, Josh Allen has slowed down a lot, and the defense is starting to tail off. So I got them coming in at nine. They're trending down for me right now. Yep. Yeah, and I got the uh, Los Angeles Rams coming in at number nine. Uh, really impressive win, I thought. And I'd like to shout out Johnny Hecker for having one of the best punter games I've ever watched in my life. Those are, That one punt was amazing. It was like 80 yards, and it just bounced straight up in the air on the five-yard line. Uh, Ted, Ginn, <coughs> Ted Ginn wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, or like, yeah, the uh, the sideways punt. That shit yeah. was crazy. Watermelon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got – I will agree with you at 9 of the Rams. Um, the Bears' offense was terrible, but – Give credit to the Rams. They won the game handily. Um, yeah, I don't have the Bills on the list for the second week in a row. Josh Allen, I'm still waiting for him to turn it around. And the defense hasn't been good all year, which has been their staple for the past few years. So I'm going to keep him off the list and put the Rams in at nine. Uh, coming at eight, I got the Cardinals. They have an impressive victory over the uh, Seahawks. That was a really fun game to watch. Um, Kyler is looking, you know, pretty well in the air. He did make, you know, one a mistake on that interception. But other than that, it looked pretty good. Looked unbelievable on the ground. I mean, watching this guy run and just how shifty and quick he is is, is so fun to watch. 
Another guy that I wanted to point out was Buda Baker yet again with a big day, 11 tackles, and his second career interception. So good game out of them. Defense is stepping up, and Kyler's playing well. And I think Chase Edmonds coming in as the number one running back now with Kenyon Drake. That might give him a little boost to that offense as well. So I got the Cardinals at eight. Yeah, I'm also going to have to go with the Cardinals here at eight. Uh, a lot of the same stuff you just said. Kyle with a really good game, really just that blip of one of the worst throws probably this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, I think Chase Edmonds looked amazing. I think he's going to be a stud for them in the next few weeks, and I think he's going to earn himself a starting spot on this offense and is going to help them out. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals, it just you never felt like they were in this game, but they just hung in there, hung in there. And, you know, the defense got a couple key stops down down in the fourth quarter there that gave the offense a shot to win the game or tie the game up and go win it. Um, yeah, and Isaiah Simmons got his first NFL interception, I believe. So in overtime, which was a huge pick off Russell. Russell Wilson throws three interceptions. That's not happening again, most likely. Uh, if the Cardinals want to beat them, uh, again, or in the playoffs, they're going to have to find another way to get it done. But, yeah, like the Cardinals here at 8. Yeah, I'm also going to have to agree. I'll put the Cardinals there. Matt, I like that point that you just made at the end. A lot of things had to go right for them to win this game. Kyler had to go off. Russ had to have what by his standards is an off night. Um, <clears throat> they're a good team. I don't see them winning a playoff game, but um, if Kyler keeps playing like he did last night, they have a shot. Uh, coming in at seven for me, I got the Titans. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Steelers, but, you know, they got dominated for three quarters and they just came out of nowhere and played really good in that fourth quarter. Had an opportunity to bring the game into overtime, but uh, weren't able to do it with that missed field goal. I'm not worried about this team. You know, the Steelers are a really good team. The Titans, you know, fought till the end. Uh, I still like them. Uh, I think they're playing good football, so I have them at seven. Yep. Also going to go with the Titans here at seven. Like you said, I think the score makes it look closer than it was. Uh, it really didn't feel like it was much of a game. Obviously, it turned into one, but got pretty dominated in the first half. Um and this defense just hasn't been the same. And it's like – it's almost the same guys. And, you know, they even added uh, Javion Clowney also. And they just have not been the same. Like last year they terrorized the Ravens even in the playoffs, one of the best offenses we've seen in the past few years, the Ravens last year. But I think if they start to click on the defensive side, they definitely got a shot at winning this whole thing. Yeah, I also agree. I'll put the Titans at seven. Um, we needed them to kind of – pull away and blow out a game, or at least I did, for them to jump in the rankings and beat a good Steelers team. Couldn't get it done. Like you said, Matt, wasn't as close as it seemed in the box score. So that's why I'm going to have the Titans at seven as they pick up their first loss of the year. Coming in at six, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady is playing, like, really good football right now. Um, he's giving the ball to everyone like he usually does. The defense continues to step up. Uh, I think that Raiders team is better than that, uh, than they showed on Sunday. Uh, but the Bucks just manhandled them, looked really good. So I got the Bucks coming in at six, and I love – I think Max Kellerman uh, said early on in the year that Tom Brady has fallen off a cliff. And then today on his TV show, he was like, I take that back. Like Tom Brady's playing really good football right now. So I love to see that big TB12 guy. 
Definitely. Uh, I got the Hawks coming here at six, coming off their first loss of the season. Uh, you know, usually the Seahawks team finds a way to finish games. They just did not find a way to finish, and it didn't sit very well with me. And I think the top five teams on this list are def- are better at this point, uh, just especially with the Seahawks defense being as suspect as they are and uh, just getting – Ripped to shreds by Kyler Murray and company this week was not a fun sight to see for any Seahawks fans out there. That is why I have them at six. Yeah, I'm going to put the Bucks here. Um, Tom Brady looks great. Like you said, Brady, they're getting Antonio Brown here pretty quick, whether it's this week or the next week, I'm not sure. But, I mean, you you add another stud to your offense that already has Chris Godwin and Mike Evans lined up across from each other. And Tyler Johnson. I, and, well, Tyler Johnson, there you go. <laughs> but, um, no, this is a good team. They're getting richer. Um, Tom Brady can control Antonio Brown in the locker room. I think it's a good fit. So, uh, I have them coming in at number six. All right, at number five for me, I have the Green Bay Packers. Um they, I just, this defense isn't as good as they were last year, I don't think. Uh, I think that's a big concern. I think the Smith brothers were a fraud. I said it last year. I'll say it again. They're not as good as they're hyped up to be. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing really good, though. Aaron Jones, once they get him back, he's going to continue to play really good ball. Uh, hopefully, Devontae can stay healthy for this team because he's a game-changing wide receiver. Um, but I got them coming in at five just because I think there's some weaknesses on that defense. Kind of crazy you call him a fraud. The man had like four sacks against the Vikings in one game last year, but I get pressed him. But I think Zander's Wait, they got four sacks against Riley Reef? Dang. <laughs> yeah, Riley Reef's the GOAT. Whatever. He won that game almost single-handedly for the Packers. Four sacks. He just dominated. They could not – Kirk Cousins didn't have time at all in the pocket that night. Um – Five, I got the Bucks though. Playing really good football, really scary team. Like if A B works out, I don't I don't know who's gonna stop these guys. I don't know who's going to stop these guys. If it they so Darius have... Smith. Preston says Trace how isn't gonna do anything, but we'll we'll see if Zadarius can get out there and get around Tristan Worse and get some sacks, you know, some key sacks in the NFC championship game, but yeah, so I got the Bucks here at six. Tom Brady, like you said, playing out of his mind, adding another uh, stud. It could be the best wide receiver in the NFL if he wasn't such a dickhead. But, yeah, so we got him here at five. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Brady. Um, I'm not biased, so I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, yeah, they beat the Texans, so what? Um, Aaron Rodgers still looks good. The defense, I agree with Brady. They're a good team. But I think they need to prove a little bit more coming down the stretch. Agreed. Uh, Coming in at four, I got the Seahawks. Yeah, they lost. I'm not worried about them. Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson. Uh, They did lose Chris Carson um, for probably one to two weeks. Not quite sure yet. So that might hurt him a little bit because he's playing good football. But, you know, watching Tyler Lockett uh, this weekend, he played out of his mind. Uh, DK Metcalf played pretty good, especially when he was running down Buda Baker. That play was insane. Uh, but I really love the Seahawks. I think they're a really good team. Jamal Adams is coming back, and I think they're going to make a trade deadline acquisition this year 
the bolster up, maybe the pass rush, because um, I think this is a team that can make a run. They need someone like Preston Smith to help them on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> I'll send them over. I'll send them over. For, for, a, for a laundry machine, I'll send them over. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got the Packers coming in at four. Despite the Preston Smith slander, I do like the way the defense looked last week. I know it's not much. It's the Texans, but team looked good. Good team win. Aaron Rodgers didn't look like he was on another planet like he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, so that's why I got him here at four. I got Seattle at four. Um, I think – I don't know. It's it's – it's a tough question. I want to open this up to you guys. So with Seattle, you're carried by Russell Wilson. I mean, the offense is good around him. Don't get me wrong. But the defense is not there, and Russ has to put up 30 every game. And then you have the Packers. It's almost the same thing. The defense is a little bit better. But, I mean, those two teams, we have them uh, really close to each other. What? What's the difference between the Packers and the Seahawks to you guys? Great question, actually. Well, the Seahawks don't have Zadarius Smith, so they're automatically screwed. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. But uh, I think, for me, I think the weapons surrounding Russell Wilson are better. I'll take Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf versus Devontae Adams and the Little Sisters of the Poor any day of the week. Um, I will take wait till Lazard's back, Brady. Just wait till Lazard. Oh, back. Lazard! I, f- I forgot uh, okay. about him. My okay. bad. My bad. Um, Last time you trash talk Lazard, he went off on your boys. Yes, our twenty-one-year-old rookies who that you were amping. Yeah, you know I was wrong. I get it. <laughs> but no, I would take the Packers' backfield any day of the week versus Seahawks. Um. But, yeah, I think their defenses are similar. I think the Green Bay Packers have a little better one. But, I mean, I don't know. That was a really good question. Yeah, yeah. I think, the, I think the Packers have a little more talent on the defensive side, but they have to put it together. And if Jamal – when does Jamal Adams come back? I think, like, very soon. See, it's I want to see how that works out for them too. But, like, Jair's having, a, like, probably his best year. I don't even – think it's very close except for that drop pick that was very annoying he always does that but I think he's really good I think Kevin King is solid and I, I think they have solid players they just like aren't meshing at all this year and it's really bothering me so that's what I do not like about their defense but I think the uh, Seahawks just cannot get to the quarterback at all I think that's one of the main differences Jamal could be back this week but it's looking more like next week or even maybe two weeks down the road. Also, I don't know for sure. I think the Seahawks O-line is, like, they're solid, but they're not, like, the Packers O-line. I think that's another key difference. Unless I'm compl- – I don't think the Seahawks have a stud O-line. Do they? They're not stud, but they're not – They're, like, middle of the pack. I'd it's say they're not – They're not last years. I'd say they're not bottom 15. Yeah, they were better this year than they've been in the past years. But I think that's a key difference, too. I think – the Packers, if they get healthier, one of the best, best pass-blocking lines in the league, and that gives Aaron Rodgers the freedom to not, you know, be skitsy in the pocket, and that's when he's at his best is when he's not skitsy. Good word. Good word. Skitsy. Skitsy boy. All right. What are we at? Three adding, adding on to that question, though, uh, Russell Wilson is very skitsy as well. 
and he's he's, he's good at, at it though. He's, he's good at his at best. It, he's at his best when he's skitsy. <laughs> There's a good difference. There's a good difference, boys. All right. Oh, skitsy. I love it. All right, Conan over three for me. I got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they're a good team. I don't. I really don't love them, honestly. But you know, Lamar is Lamar. The defense is pretty good with uh, Marlon Humphrey and Patrick Queen has stepped up quite a bit this year. Um, I think they're gonna have the biggest challenge of the year for them next week versus Steelers. That's gonna be a really fun game to watch. Uh, so I got them coming in at three, but if they lose to the Steelers next week, which I think they will, um, I'm not afraid to drop them down in my rankings quite a bit. Yeah, so I got the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers coming in here at three. Uh, impressive win versus the Titans looked amazing in the first half, but they really let them claw their way back in and almost send this thing to overtime. And anything can happen in overtime. I don't know what's Anything can happen in overtime. Uh but obviously their defense is looking elite. I think Ben Roethlisberger is one of the most trustworthy quarterbacks in the league. Um, and I think he's a proven and true winner. Um, so, yeah, that's why I got him here at three. Yeah, the Steelers coming in at three, too. Um, I don't really know why I keep putting the Ravens ahead of the Steelers. Um, I don't <laughs> we'll watch see you next week. I don't watch the Ravens ever. I just watch Lamar's stat line on my fantasy team. That's about it. Um, their defense must be really good because their offense is nothing special. Their backfield has struggled, J.K. and Mark Ingram. So I don't really know what they're doing. Their defense must be out of this world, and that's why I would put them above the Steelers. Um, the Steelers' defense is 10 times better than the Ravens. I don't know. I need the to Steelers see have – the Steelers have the only difference between the Ravens and the Steelers is the Ravens have a skitsy quarterback. Big Ben is kind of skitsy though. Like Big Ben Moki's a little skitsy. I yeah. think Big Ben's the opposite of skitsy. Not gonna lie. All right, I'm gonna come in here with uh, number two. I got the Steelers. This defense is unreal. Um, they continue to win them games, and when they don't, uh, skitsy Big Ben comes in. Uh, I'm sorry. I have a color for vocabulary, boys. Um, Juju actually looked really good this week. Uh, wow. About time. He, he heard me talking about him. <laughs> he heard Pat last week. You just on the Juju. If you're out there, Pat, sorry. Yeah. And all he wants to say for the rest of the year is, "Let's ride." <laughs> All right, so, yeah, I got Steelers coming in at two. Like I said, big matchup next week. I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. But Steelers, the only undefeated team left in the NFL now. All right, so, yeah, so I got the Ravens coming in here too. Like, Pat, I find myself putting the Ravens over the Steelers. Uh, it's more – I feel like it's because of Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson, even though he's not playing like Lamar Jackson this year. Now, that was a lot of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> But I think the defense elite, they just got Ngakwe, right? And that's going to help out. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Steelers next week. I believe it's in Baltimore. Yep, it's in Baltimore. Not that that matters because there's no fans or whatever, but. It does matter. I think they're going to, you know, they get to wake up in their own bed in the morning, yeah. go to the stadium, do their normal their normal stuff. But I think they're going to win next week. They got a really good defense. Hopefully Dobbins emerges. I think Dobbins is a really good player. 
Um, but yeah, I think he could emerge as a good running back for them and kind of shore up that backfield. Yeah, I also have the Ravens coming in at two, as I mentioned. Um, I think a big thing going into the game against the Steelers is that the Ravens are coming off a bye. Steelers grinded out game kind of with the Titans. So, I mean, I think the Ravens come out, win this game. I'm curious to see what the spread is because I think it'll be an interesting game to possibly bet, um, bet responsibly, of course. Um, but, yeah, I think <laughs> – I like this Ravens team. I don't watch them play, but they're good, so I'll take them. <laughs> it's Steelers plus three and a half right now. Oh, I, I'm hammering that. You know, hypothetically, I would hammer it, uh, considering I can't bet, but. Yes, yeah, same, same. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, at number one. <laughs> We're going to get busted on this podcast. I'm not. I'm hypothetically putting money now. Yeah. I allege, I am allegedly would put money on it. If I could. Yeah. I would. <clears throat> I'm a coulda, woulda, shoulda guy. Uh, come wait, on. wait. Idea how we could bet this game. We bet it against each other. You're we, right. Because you guys want to take the Ravens. And yeah. I want the Steelers. All right. Okay, let's do that's it. what I meant earlier. Yeah. All right. FBI, don't come for me. <laughs> All right, coming in at one, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, big win, easy win. Uh, Mahomes didn't play out of his mind, but he didn't need to. Uh, the defense played really, really good. Um, Le'Veon Bell got some touches and looks pretty good, so I'm assuming they will continue to slowly ease him in uh, to the game plan, but you know, it's pretty much the same thing as we've said in the weeks past. This is a really good team, and, you know, as long as Mahomes is a quarterback, I think they're just going to continue to roll. Yep, I have to agree with you. I know that uh, Chiefs are going to be the number one until they prove me otherwise. Uh, yeah, I like the way Mahomes played. Didn't have to again. They had two defensive slash special teams touchdowns. Uh, you're not going to be Patrick Mahomes when that happens. So, yep, yep, we'll see what happens next week. I don't know who they got. Let me check. Oh, the Jets next week. That is going to be a massacre. Okay. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, Chiefs at one. Nothing to add. Let's move it on. All right. Let's do some awards, huh? Nah. Start with disappointment of the week. I'll kick it off. Uh, I got Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think the Raiders had a big game with the Bucs, and you're just – you're not going to be able to win a game when Josh Jacobs carries the ball for 10, 10 times for 17 yards. He looked brutal. He's got to step it up if this team wants to go anywhere. Um, Pat, who you got at disappointment of the week? Yeah, I got the whole Dallas Cowboys squad. Um, this team sucks. This team is terrible. The Washington football team just kicked the shit out of these guys. Um I don't know who their quarterback is now. Dalton died on the field. And Danucci. I, yeah, him. Um, yeah, the Cowboys, not that they were doing anything with Andy Dalton, but the Red Rocket loss, that hurts them a lot. So prayers to Andy Dalton. I hope he is doing okay. But this team just traded Everson Griffin too. This team is getting worse by the week. Hopefully this new guy's a stud. What's his name? Ben DiNucci. Yeah, DiNucci. 
He's got a cool name. I heard he's a skitsy quarterback, so <laughs> maybe they'll be all right after all. Do you think they trade for anyone like yeah. Jacoby Brissett? Or... I think um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone. I think if you feel confident enough starting Tua and you need veteran leadership in the locker room, a cool beard. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick can win you games. I think they could honestly go to the playoffs with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jacoby Brissett, I don't, I don't know why no one's traded for him. He's stuck he, behind Phil they, Rivers, and I think Jacoby's better than him. They so, signed him to way too big of a deal. Oh, well, just, they signed him to a fat deal. Gary can open those pockets. We know that. So, um, yeah, I think one of those guys would be great. I'd lean towards Fitzpatrick maybe, but, um, yeah, they're the, my disappointment of the week. Yeah, so I'm going to tie my disappointment in with the O-line or big man moment of the week, uh, unfortunately, this week. The uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive line, uh, for no one trying to scrap whoever laid that hit on Andy Dalton. I noticed that, too. It was pretty – there was nothing. They had absolutely no no way – they did not stand up for Andy Dalton at all. Um, feel bad for the guy. I wish someone would have stuck their nose in there and got ejected from the game. I would have respected that greatly. But it did not happen. Yeah, I watched the uh, because I heard Andy Dalton got hurt, so I went and looked and saw what happened. And like, I saw Andy Dalton get hit, and then I didn't even like look at Andy Dalton. I was waiting for that guy to just get absolutely pounded, and just nothing happened. I was like, wow, that is sad. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for player of the week, I got Jeffrey Wilson Jr. Seventeen carries, one hundred and twelve yards for three touchdowns. On uh, a game, well, I guess it's pretty usual that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play very good. He had two interceptions, so Jeff Wilson had to step up and score three touchdowns and led them to a victory. So good game out of him, and uh, I think he will continue to get more carries as Mostert is out. All right, uh, I'll go second. I got. I would have went with uh... – Tyler Lockett was my first pick, but they lost the game, so I don't don't want to give it to him. You have to give it to Kyler Murray with 427 all-purpose yards, four total touchdowns, the one bad interception, and a great comeback win. Uh, just had the ice in his veins there late. Um, not much else to say about it. We already talked about it, but I think he had a phenomenal week and deserves the award. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Um 15 catches, 200 yards, three TDs. I, that's insane to me. I've, I played wide receiver in high school and I didn't even catch 15 passes in my <laughs> career. So I don't know how that's humanly possible, but uh, yeah, I know they lost the game, but as a receiver, there's only so much you can do. And he did everything you could ask of him. So I think he deserves the award. He made some really nice catches too. Like they weren't like two of them were amazing. Yeah. A toe tap in the back of the end zone was disgusting. Matt, going back to your point of Kyler Murray, another thing I wanted to point out, which I think is huge for a young quarterback like him, is he showed his leadership skills on the sideline. Uh, I think it was like a 10-point game, and Kyler came over to the bench and was yelling at guys and getting everyone going. And I just thought that was really good to see because I hadn't seen that out of Kyler before. Um, and it obviously got the boys going enough where they were able to come back and pull off a victory. So I thought that was really huge. Yeah, and to go along with that, and I was talking to my dad about this, is his uh, – I would say one of his weak points – my dad was saying this, and I kind of just noticed it – is his body language. 
Like he's yeah. obviously he's young, but like you, he obviously just gets dejected on the field and stuff. And he's saying how he hated that he yelled. Like he doesn't like when quarterbacks yell at their their guys. I was talking about Tom Brady too and whatnot. And I I don't know. Uh, I think it's okay in some circumstances. I didn't really see what happened on that one. But yeah, he did. He definitely rallied the boys enough to go out there and get that W there at the end. Uh, and he wasn't very skitzy during the game, so that probably helped him out a little bit as well. Yeah, he I don't was. Think I know the definition of skitzy. Skitzy. I'm not sure if it's a word. Like watch Aaron Rodgers like the last two years, or like whenever he's like in the pocket and he just looks uncomfortable and like wants to leave. That's what I would define skitzy as. Like, he doesn't even look at his receivers. He's just, like, worried about getting sacked. So, he's just, like. Skitsy. Urban Dictionary. When someone is stressed, scared, worried, and they start showing signs of stress. Exactly. So, Kirk Cousins in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought okay. skitsy meant you could move in the pocket. So no, did I. Well, it, that's kind of drawn into it. It's, like, I'd say a skitsy quarterback is more, like, like, uh, gonna bail out of the pocket more when they don't need to. Like when Sam Darnold's seeing ghosts, he's skipped. yes, okay. yes, very much so. Okay, glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to rookie of the week. I got Justin Herbert. First of all, I love this guy. Like he is sweet, and like I watch a couple YouTube videos of like him hanging out with like Michael Pittman and stuff. Yeah, this dude is so weird. Like, he's a very weird dude, but he's, like, a, he's a good ball player. I love to watch him. He went 27 for 43, 347 yards with three touchdowns. Also carried it nine times for 66 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think people, like, I know Joe Burrow's playing a good ball, but I think people are overlooking Herbert. Like, he's playing really good football right now. He's winning this team games. And hey, he's, game. he's throwing these touchdowns to no one. Like, two of the touchdown passes, I don't think anyone knew who these guys were coming into the game. Bro, ex-renegade tight end? Come on. Oh, my bad, my bad. Come on. Put some, res- put some respect on my guy's name. I don't even know his name right now. I have to look <laughs> but the he actually was, was, there. He was, he was a beast, though. I'm disrespecting his name so hard right now. Yeah, uh, Brady, I'll just go next. I have Justin Hairbear as well. Um, I didn't watch the game, but... He seems – he's having a great year. Um, he might win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. It's probably him and Jefferson right now. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really know. He's just – he's. I didn't think he was going to be all that great, but uh, he's proven me wrong, and he's having a great season. Yeah, uh, it's Donald Parham. Uh, sorry to disrespect you out there, Donald, if you're listening to this. I love you. Huge Renegades fan. Official podcast of Donald Parham. Dude, we should get him on the pod. Donald, if you're out there, you're free to come on anytime. Anytime. You're always welcome, Donald. I love you. He has two catches this year. I think he has like 30 yards and two touchdowns. So we love to see he's got a nose for the end zone. Uh, I also went with um, Justin Herbert. Not You guys said it all. He's looking amazing. Really love the way he's playing. And let's move on. All right, for my clutch player of the week, I got Zane Gonzalez, missed the fourth quarter field goal, and then brushed to the side, came up in OT, and kicked the game winner. Uh, I just think that's that would be hard for a kicker to do, and he, he nailed it, won the game, and, uh, yeah. 
You love your clutch players being kickers. Well, he missed the one in overtime. He didn't miss the fourth, right? He missed the first first one in overtime. Oh, he did? Yeah, he, he made the one to tie the game. Oh, okay. And then he missed the first one in overtime. And then that's, they got even, the ball back. that's even more impressive. Yeah, that's it is. even more clutch. It is pretty, pretty clutch, I guess, except for the miss. All right, I went with uh, Matty Stafford, just doing Matty Stafford things, leading the boys down the field for a game-winning drive. I mean, it was the Falcons, so they almost invited him to do it, but was throwing some darts there, and that last play steps up in the pocket and delivers a strike for the game-winning touchdown. It's always fun to watch uh, Matty Stafford go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, Matt Stafford won the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. No question. I mean, he will never win playoff games in Detroit, but, I mean, he puts up regular season stats, and he's always been a gamer. So I love Matt Stafford. Um, But my clutch player of the week is not actually a player. It is the Minnesota Vikings bye week because (laughs) we couldn't lose. Oh, let's go. I mean, this was probably the happiest I've been as a Minnesota fan uh, this year. So I was thankful for the bye. Maybe we reset and come back. Probably not, though. Um, This team's in shambles. I love the bye week, though, this year. I like that point. Um, um, okay. That? You guys got your choke artist? Yeah, we did our choke artist. Yeah, I was, I'm working on it. Sorry. Oh. For my choke artist, um, you guys were making fun of me for picking a kicker. So, you know what? No, I'm just going to roll with the kicker. I got Goskowski. That's a kick you have to make. It's a huge game. Um, there was a lot on the line. They brought him in because of his veteran presence and his great ability to kick field goals, and he continues to miss clutch field goals. So I got Goskowski missing that field goal to end the Goskowski game. is a system kicker. It's it's all it's a dude that's all in Belichick. You want to know why Goskowski's missing field goals now? He's not yeah. on Belichick's team anymore. I disagree, but whatever. I'm just joking. He he just sucks now. Sorry. I was I was hoping you weren't serious. Jokes over the. Like, I was like, what? No, it's <coughs> never mind. It was just for the memes. It was a bad joke. No. I just, I just had the Falcons because uh, they just keep finding disgustingly new ways to lose games, and it's like kind of sad to watch, but also hilarious at the same time. Um, Todd Gurley even. He's known for going down before touchdowns, you know, when he needs to. He's known to not be that guy to score a touchdown, just to score a touchdown. But, um, yeah, he got pushed in the end zone pretty much. He came to the hole, realized it, and couldn't stop quick enough. There's a conspiracy theory out there that he scored on purpose. Uh, he did. Had a, he tried to get the incentives on his contract to score 13 touchdowns this year. But I do not believe that is true. I just think that he tweaked into the end zone. Trying to get his um, money back from the Rams. My choke artist of the week is Buda Baker. I don't know. I don't think I would have gotten caught on that. DK's fast and all, but oh, shut up. Yeah, no, I was getting in that end zone. How do you? How do you get? You caught? Know who, who tweaked though? There's a guy that could have blocked him like right yeah. away. Yeah, that's that was the issue. That guy choke artist of the week. Okay. Win, I mean, obviously things would have been different, but they win that game in regulation if he scores there because they don't end up scoring seven points. Um, since he was- Seahawks score right away after that too, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, 
it was I mean Buda Baker had a great game, so he didn't really choke, but um yeah. That is my choke player of the week. I wanted to make a correction with something I said last week. Uh, I picked my rookie of the week, Tay Crowder. I said he was a fourth-round pick. I was thinking of the Crowder from Georgia a couple of years ago. Tay Crowder was actually Mr. Irrelevant, which makes him even more rookie of the week. I just want to make that correction, okay. and which I thought was pretty cool. You know, Mr. Irrelevant, he's out there leading the team in tackles and has a fumble return for a touchdown that ended up winning the game. So just had to make that correction. Thank you for doing that. I was hung yeah. up about it last week. I was thinking about it a lot, too. It was really oh, I got a lot of feedback from some listeners that were like, yeah. is that a fourth-round pick? And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, I'll make the correction for you guys this week. No big deal. Um, so is that does that complete the list of our – We got it. We got a couple more. We got uh, bad clock management uh, here. I'm giving it to the one, the only Cliff Kingsbury for being making the weirdest decision ever in overtime. It's first down. They have Kyler basically take a knee on the hash so that they can kick a 40-yard field goal in overtime to win the game. It's like you just ran the ball down the throat. You just ran for 25 yards. Try and score a touchdown. Keep running the ball. Do something. Why would you sit on it and try and kick a 40-yard field goal and miss it and basically cost your team the game if, if not for the interception by Russell Wilson to Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, I didn't know this was a category, so uh, I don't really have anything. No, we usually it. just do like one as a – We just do one. Like and talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Todd Gurley mismanaged the clock by himself, so I'll, I'll do it. I'll put that on him. Another thing about that Isaiah Simmons interception, he played five snaps that entire game. Yeah. And he, one of those was that interception, so that was pretty cool. Haven't the Cardinals just been rotating everyone on defense? Like, haven't they just played a ton of guys? It's yeah, besides, besides Buddha. Yeah. Very interesting. Da, 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 da. And then I thought we had one more, but I don't think we do. Do we? Have, do you know, Brady? Do we have anything else for the listeners? Oh, I got something else. Okay. Oh, boy. Hot, hot take. The, new, we got a new category. It's, we got a new category. It's Hot Take of the Week by Pat. Yes, it is. It's Pat's Hot Take of the Week. Wyman, the music right here. Da, da, da. I don't have rights to any music. So here we go. The Giants win the NFC East. I actually, I think that is a warm take. Mm-mm. That's Pat's freezing take of the week. No, no, no. They're sitting at the bottom of the division at one and six. I don't I think mean, Washington and Philly over them. Yeah, they don't have much ground to make up, to be honest. They have a game and a half. But um, <laughs> I liked what I saw um, out of Daniel Jones and the rest of the boys in, in Philadelphia last week. They only lost by one, but um, – I mean, you got to win those kind of close games down the stretch. But I like Joe Judge as a coach, and I think Danny Dimes is having a pretty decent year. So I think this Giants team wins the NFC East with seven wins, six. I don't know. You think they're going to get seven? I think they rattle off six wins in their next – Oh, my God. Bro, come on. You cannot be serious. What do you mean? This is why it's Pat's hot take. The Giants 
Who are they beating? East. Are they beating the Bucks? This will not come back to bite me. This is happening. The Giants will win the NFC East. Carson Wentz is too much of a gamer. He's not going to let that happen. He's not a gamer. Carson Wentz, did you watch Thursday Night Football? He's a gamer. What do you mean? I mean, you want to look at his career? No, he's not a gamer. Oh, he's just he gets injured. If he gets injured, then I'll I'll give it to you. The Giants could do it. I mean, you're. It sounds like you're rooting against my hot take and rooting for Carson Wentz to get hurt. I just. I mean, Can you confirm that or deny I'm not that? rooting for Carson Wentz to get hurt. I think it's confirmed that Pat's hot take of the week is Wyman's freezing cold take of the week. Uh, no, just this time, just this time, just this time. Wyman can't handle the heat, so he's got to get out of the kitchen. All right, I think we're going to leave this skitsy episode there. Uh, another big week of football ahead. Like we said, Ravens-Steelers is going to be a good one, but I think you got to keep your eye on that Jets-Chiefs game. should be <laughs> exhilarating. Um, but thank you, boys, for coming on. Another good episode, and I'll see you next week. Sounds of course. Good. Preston Smith. Let's ride. Let's ride.